0: Speed, agility, power, I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here, handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion.
1: Alright folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I'm your host, Jackson McDonald.
2: With me as always... Say hello. Aww. Say hello. It's Kiki. He's so cute. With me, with us as always is Kiki. Well, you're Aww. supposed to say your name and then we'll introduce the guest Oh, later. yeah. It's me,
3: us, <laughs> And joining us from... Uh, I hate this team is Kiki. Yes,
1: live from Stefan's yeah, apartment. It's As I said on the episode. Patreon, it's so funny that Stefan's apartment made an appearance on this show before you did, or before yeah. he did. Sorry.
2: Well, we've done a little bit of a crossover. You've been on.
1: Yes, I've um, been on their show, so and I told
2: them they will
1: be on eventually too. Um, oh yeah,
2: like I Stefan when I when I went over for I've been over for dinner once before, and uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, we should absolutely do something. I don't, but I don't know what we'd do just because it's like we're the same show. Like, whatever oh, we'd have to do. <laughs> like, we'd, I don't even it, care.
1: Like off season, um, uh, off season yeah. content. Like on uh, we, it would kind of, it would basically be a main feed heritage minute. I think talk about some. Yeah, uh, that would be good because that's kind of what I did. Like I went on their show basically to talk about uh old, bad IMAX. old iMac takes. Yeah.
2: Um, which uh, which was great, but um. Yeah yeah uh... yeah. so boring at boring as heck slash ad hockey dipshit uh, yes. lives in my building he randomly noticed that uh he saw some of my mail when i moved in and, and texted me because oh, i'd actually funny. seen one of his stories and i was like the hallway looks familiar and then uh <laughs> sure enough uh he lives here with his partner and uh it was pretty easy to ask or i guess easier to ask me to to cat sit who's uh, extremely internet famous cat geeky yes uh anybody yes, he anybody so, he lives uh, in
1: that apartment with his partner aaron warner uh
2: yes they live together
1: in that apartment that's what i like <laughs> to imagine i'm pretty sure yeah, every podcast yeah
2: everybody lives together that would be so funny yeah. if the
1: three of us lived together that would actually be hilarious <laughs> like that would be uh that would be a. we all had to leave our partners show. yeah yeah,
2: that would yeah all story. our all our wives and girlfriends live away from each other they oh, live away from us yeah yeah, I've been so. I, what I've been doing is I've been just like coming because I'm I'm job interviewing. I don't have something lined up yet, but I just come here in the middle of the day, be here, and then I just read and then watch stuff on Stefan's gigantic TV. Nice. And uh read a lot of books. I've, how, uh, how big is Stefan's TV? To this thing. Uh, let's say like seventy inch. Oh, nice. It's so it's, oh, it's even good. it's bigger than mine then. You have a you have a pretty big TV, I remember. Yeah. It's bigger than mine. But uh yeah, yeah it is, no, it's it probably bigger master. than mine too. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's and so yeah, maybe I'll watch like Master and Commander or something as Elliot and I were talking nice. about. Nice. Right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I came, save the up book of which came out before. in
3: nineteen ninety six, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh I thought this is, the I thought it was gonna works. be like
2: nineteen forty two or something.
1: Actually, probably. yeah, fair. Yeah.
2: I just assume so like, I don't know anything about there. that. Yeah. Now the dudes funny. Face.
1: I yep. I posted a uh, a picture of me in my Seattle Kraken hat after they won and then yeah. I looked in the background and realized that you could see it was just me sitting in the chair in front of my bookshelf and then just behind me you could see two books and they were uh Moby Dick and the autogra- uh biography of Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that's funny because I didn't plan for those to be like but those are both such like leave this book out when people come over because it makes you look smart. <laughs> I haven't read the Malcolm X one
2: yet, but that one's good. Uh, that one, that sure one is like a pretty great, it's a oh, fun yeah. read. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. Hi. Well, fortunately, we're like in solidarity with our writers. Yeah. Um, our writing team is on strike right now. So things are going to be a little bit worse today. Yeah. Our jokes aren't going to land as well. That's right. Uh, we we might uh we might do things like spin a ring on uh on a desk. I might just describe Kiki for half the episode. We'll have a um, fake uh we'll have a fake feud with Conan O'Brien. I and,
1: might. Uh, we'll each yeah. go on each other's <laughs> yeah. shows
2: a bunch of times. Um, yeah, I might I might spread some uh, technically true uh, libel and slander about Dallas Akins, who's on the TV right now. Hmm. But uh, I don't know if I want to get in trouble with that yet. Yeah. that's... Uh, uh, I did which, yeah, <laughs> staying on TV right now. I I did really like that Conan that stre- that uh, the talk show stretch during the writers' strike. Yeah, that was, it was good. Really like, good. Like they did a good I, job I, of it. That was like for me a coming out party for Conan. I was like, now he yeah, sees like... how fucking smart he is and how much better he is at this at, than everybody else. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you could really tell big late night guys. Conan was the only one that I enjoyed. He's the yeah. only
1: one who seems like he isn't just reciting jokes that other people wrote for him. You know what I mean? Like he yes. he ad-libs yeah, for sure. and he's good at it. Like, well, I mean, like I've always liked Conan. And Conan was a writer. That's the other thing. That's right? the other thing. Too, like, yeah. So
3: I know, mean I yeah. would say also that like Craig Ferguson was better.
2: Well, oh I yeah. Never, I barely Craig, watched Craig him. Ferguson know, was good, but the he people was who watched B-tier. him
3: loves, love him though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, like, Conan's jokes. i it...
3: lived rent free in my head for the past ever. Mm-hmm. I got like, his uh, I gotta alcoholism a Christmas story just like lives in my brain.
2: <laughs> I've seen that one shared around. Uh, I should watch. I should watch some of his stuff. But like Conan's stuff when he was on the talk show, like when he when he had to do the like the headline stuff uh, mm-hmm. and like talk about something that happened that day that everybody had to talk about. Those you could tell there was like there was some help on that because he was like, oh yeah. Why the fuck am I talking about this? Like, who cares? Absolutely, Yeah. But if you listen to his, uh, like his podcast now and Mm -hmm. all his other unscripted content, like he is just as if not funnier and all that is clearly clearly unscripted. And so, yeah, I mean, that's why podcasts are better than better than TV. It's all unscripted, baby. Yeah, um, You know you know what's a great re- Last thing about Late Night A sure. great stretch of videos uh, Like a YouTube comp- compilation Is Ebert and Roper Going on Letterman mm-hmm. And it's like an 8 hour compilation Oh that rocks yes <laughs> Each of their appearances are extremely funny And they go back to like the 1980s And I've seen lots of Really funny people on Twitter Be just like I just finished the, the Ebert and Roper And Letterman oh, yeah. video it's amazing
1: Those guys and, uh, rock they were so funny or or um i mean roper is fine but particularly siskel and ebert oh it was siskel, uh, were, siskel yeah, and yeah, ebert yeah Not those roper. guys were yeah, amazing yeah. i mean ebert is amazing and he was good with both guys but like siskel right. was like a really funny foil Coiled. to him cuz yes, it was just yeah. it was that it's that dynamic where like uh you you sort of you have you have two guys on the show and one's a hothead and then one of them is really, really good at riling up the hothead.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, great. right? That's great a great stuff. dynamic.
1: It's a good, it's a good dynamic.
2: It, yeah. It's for Elliot. If you haven't seen any of that stuff, like the way I'd pitch it is just, it's a great vision. It's an excellent visual podcast. It's, mm-hmm. it's, right. okay. it's one of the funniest things I've ever, uh, yeah, you'll ever great. sit down and watch. And uh, I'm sure it's a bit of a slow burn when you're less familiar with it, but like, yeah, give, give that a look that that's that's our content recommendation is amazing. probably not eight hours probably a lot shorter than that yeah fair enough yeah This school and eber on letterman
1: um that i i i want to mention one one more thing just because it, it is also <laughs> a relevant writer related thing entertainment related thing uh that connects to that writer strike thing uh john Mullaney just canceled a an appearance and because obviously he wrote for snl and so he canceled this uh Appearance he was going to make in solidarity with the uh, the writers' guild strike, and uh, okay. his new his new special just came out, and is I it saw on Netflix? it is it's very good, oh, it's his best in my opinion, which is oh, not surprising geez. because I saw him in Vancouver in August, and oh yeah, it was w- one of the funniest things ever. He d- does a lot of the material that he did that night, but not all of it. Um, and I do just want to relay. A, a very brief story about something that didn't make it into the special that I thought was hilarious, sure. and that was he did probably ten minutes on how annoying it was for him to have to pretend to have to be corny and pretend to like a bunch of bullshit just because Donald Trump was president. Yeah. And um, one one of the things that he that he talked about was he was like, like having to pretend I gave a shit about Robert Mueller. As an amateur drug trafficker, having to like blow smoke up this Fed's ass. Like it pained me to my core to have to, and I just thought that was very funny because he was just like, yeah, like I had to pretend to like all this corny bullshit just because everybody was, uh," which like I I felt that very deeply (laughs) and I thought it was awesome. (laughs) Um, and then he also uh, he also told a joke about being in Vancouver where he was like, "Uh, "What's the deal with this place? Like everything looks like it's it's not like it's nice on the outside, but it's." Like also hiding a very obvious dr- drug problem. so you're basically <laughs> like me if I was a city <laughs> uh, I, yeah I
2: I am very excited to put that on it's great. It's literally just an hour I, saw and ad half I about, it was already out.
1: about him uh about his relapse and
2: and drug God problem bless.
1: it's great I yeah. was
2: I'm so glad to hear that he's not like worse at comedy after this. No, he's better, if anything.
1: He, because he doesn't have to do the nice guy bullshit thing anymore, yeah. which is great. Like, cause, does he I mean, even come out in a suit? Yes, he does. Okay. It's like a purple suit, though.
2: Oh, that's uh, He's cool. in his raw yeah. delirious.
1: So, yeah, or, uh... those are our, those are our, uh, our recommendations for, for this time around. Uh, go watch Cisco and Ebert YouTube videos
0: <laughs> and, uh,
1: and the John Mulaney special. Both great, uh, things. So, I wanted to open because I just want to make sure we get to it because I don't spend that long on it. But it is, um, I think, like okay. So uh, we found out what yesterday, maybe the day before. We're recording on the evening of uh, May the third.
2: Second day of May with you, listener.
1: That's right. Uh, And I believe it was yesterday we got the news that the BCHL, our uh, our, you know, in our backyard. Uh, has decided to, has voted to, uh, sever their ties with Hockey Canada. And obviously, we've talked about the Hockey Canada scandal, uh, a whole bunch. I definitely think that played a role. I think they, in addition to a whole bunch of other reasons, sort of felt like, okay, at this point, all we're getting out of this relationship is, um, uh, to, to paraphrase our producer Justin, all we get out of this relationship is guilt by association. Um, and, uh, you know so obviously that aside the 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 scandal probably hastening the decision or or affecting the decision to to a certain degree um this is the story that aside from maybe uh the the kraken the um depending on how things go and them being an expansion round or uh, expansion team and all that uh this is the story that i think is the most likely to have really serious ripples into the future. Um, Probably the most important, like when we look back on it, like the most important story from, from this, this week or, or the, or this month even, um, because it's going to have a huge impact on basically, I think like the ability for, junior a to compete with the chl particularly in western canada uh because the bchl has always been the best junior a league and when the bchl commissioner was uh interviewed on canucks talk yesterday um one of the things he spoke explicitly about is that even with a, a relationship that doesn't uh particularly favor them the BCHL, I think he said, provides um, like 25% of all uh, NCAA Div 1 players have played in the BCHL.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That
3: That's... was an in- insane so, ratio.
2: I did not expect that.
3: Yeah. I did not think about this at all. <laughs> and I just realized that if they're no longer affiliated with Hockey Canada and can pull. And if they're the ones that are pulling in the people who want to go the NCAA route, that's a huge coup for them. That is,
1: uh, like, because the whole Which thing... Which has already been the case, but... Yes, like, so part of the reason that the BCHL has been successful is that, and, and this is something that he spoke about, like, the BCHL has always been attractive for players who want to go to the college route. But from what I gather, it wasn't necessarily always easy for them to recruit players but now that they're not beholden to anyone um the commissioner made it very clear that like that is their goal they want to support players that are looking to develop and then d- develop themselves to be able to go to college and be uh significant contributors there in, in ncaa did one and another thing and this is actually the 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 bigger piece of news uh that was kind of buried in um in the news of them uh leaving hockey canada and i don't know if this was in like tied into the decision or if it was a separate thing that they voted on earlier uh that just didn't get nearly enough traction but uh they have also voted to eliminate league fees by 2025-26 Which is, if you are now actively courting, like even more actively courting uh, players that want to go to college, and it doesn't cost money to play in your league, and this was something that he spoke about in the interview, he said um, that one of the problems with the Uh, <clears throat> CJHL i believe it is that is the what which they also voted to leave earlier um whatever it or CMJHL or whatever the fuck it is the canadian uh you know junior a like umbrella league like the CHL is for uh major junior w. right yeah um they he was very critical about the fact that he says that they're basically pay to play leagues like you got the money you pay the league fees you can afford to pay the league fees you're going to uh you're going to be able to you know secure yourself a roster spot and the thing that he said is that when you do that the hockey sucks it's not good because kids are there because their parents are rich and not because they're any good at playing hockey and so they've sort of made a a gamble here that they can get better, better talent in and make money by having more eyeballs and more asses in seats rather than from league fees and obviously hockey is an expensive sport without league fees but if you think about if you think about it for a second and you have now Another league in British Columbia that has has a reputation for being a good league already, has a reputation for being a league that's developed players like um like Jamie Ben and Kent Johnston and um there's another guy, I think his name is Matthew Wood, that's gonna go probably top twenty for sure this year. Um and then you also have the fact that it doesn't it doesn't fuck up your college eligibility and then you also don't have to pay league fees and you're more actively courting uh uh college players players that want to go the college route actively courting players from outside of bc uh from from wherever that want to go the college route uh and in addition to that you do have some franchises that are in terms of like local community interest on par with, um, with dub teams. Like, uh, when I lived in Nanaimo, the Clippers were a pretty big deal. People, people wanted to go and see them. Uh, I know in Penticton, the V's are really sad
2: that they had to move to LA, but, uh, (laughs)
1: um, the, uh, the Penticton V's are an institution in (laughs) Penticton. Uh, if you go to the arena, which is where they do the Young Stars tournament every year, the, the Canucks Young Stars tournament, uh, you see the people that have come out of that team, like the alumni of the Penticton Vs. It's insane.
2: Well, isn't uh, there a thing with that, with Penticton, where it's this place where a ton of NHL alumni send their kids to go play? I think in the BCHL? so. Yeah. Well, because yeah. one, I, I don't, I don't know what the, 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 the Okanagan. Yeah. yeah, well, Brett Hall. Yeah, so there, there's this huge. Is one of the obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Running family is another that one. That sounds right. Yeah. There's a There's a bunch more. Paul Correa, uh, my my friend who works uh, for a BCHL team, mentioned that, but I, I I don't know the reason why, but. But yeah, uh, continue I continue your point. I You're remember talking about, the... Like, the implications for what this could mean. And
1: yeah, so and I remember the Coquitlam Express too being a like a big deal, um, a team people cared about. And so uh, the, the, what I'm getting at here, the point that I'm, that I'm trying to make is basically like, in terms of, you know, when, when baby Kayak is in his uh, draft eligible year um, or her, you know, either or. uh, Yeah. Like when, when this, this decision has had time to, to have its, its butterfly effect or whatever, like
2: a cab assigned kayak at birth.
3: (laughs) I literally have literally two of the uh, club coaches in BC. I've already approached people where I'm signing my kid up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Yeah. So uh, the point that I'm making is basically like, I, I actually think depending on how this works out, like, and whether their decision pays off and, whether they can really be as attractive as they're kind of pitching uh, uh, themselves to be and financially solvent as they're pitching themselves to be, uh, this could be a decision that makes them a a legit competitor with the WHL in a way that they have not really been in the past. Like, and when I say a legit competitor, I'm talking like at least, you know, WHA like 1970s WHA NHL kind of thing yeah. where yeah it could
2: kill the dub yeah
1: like i like is it going to kill the dub probably not is it going to make it so that the dub is only slightly better than this other league like i think very possible and the league fees thing especially is the thing that really is intriguing to me because it it means that at least theoretically It should hopefully create some opportunities for people who don't necessarily, it'll be more merit based. And I, and that's a nice, that's at least a nice thought. I mean, I don't know if it'll actually work out that way, but eliminating uh... league fees is at least, it's at least one less gigantic financial barrier to playing hockey. And that is, can only be seen as a good thing.
2: Yeah, I, I, I assume yeah. most of our fans like myself don't don't know what the structure of the BCHL is. It's no. the less talked about the league. And so establish, okay, there, you have to pay to play. I think most of us didn't know that. And mm-hmm. that if the WHL is not like that, then yeah, that, that's quite significant. And the other thing that's underneath, I think what you're saying about being able to recruit NCAA is at least, I don't know if we read the same article, but it mentioned yeah. that to play in the BCHL, you have to not only move, to BC obviously, yes. But your family has to move as well, yeah. And so that's that is the key stipulation I think with Hockey Canada that BC that I believe the BCHL is trying to do away with. Yeah, um, that's my understanding. Yeah. And so that's that's the significance here is that now you can recruit from outside of BC properly in the same way that some kid from Ontario could theoretically move to. Vancouver without his family, stay with the billet and play for the Giants. But now really, more that. specifically, is is that what? Is,
1: am I correct in saying that? Yeah, no, that is my understanding. Yeah, is that? I don't know if you
3: can do Ontario to BC just because the O exists. I, I right? Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I but think the big right deal general. is
1: is imports, like uh, like the way yeah. the CHL has the import. Draft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how they're gonna. Cause I assume they do want to retain a certain amount of local character to the, to the league, which is fine by the way. Like I don't have a problem with the idea that like players that are already in, in the community, especially if they're good enough to play in the league should maybe yeah. get a, a, like, you know, first pass or whatever. But what I think about wonder about is, uh is like, I mean, like, a perfect example would be someone like Jonathan LeCaramacchi, who mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have, like, maybe arguably shouldn't have actually been playing against men in the all Svenskin this year and maybe would have been better off playing junior. Um, You know, uh, not star-level, like, pro-level necessarily players in Europe, but the next slight tier below that uh, you know the way that, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a of a good example. Um, I mean, Nail Yakupov is maybe not the best example, uh, given the way that uh, his career turned out. But like, you know, Nail Yakupov played in the O. Um, Nikolai Ehlers played in the Q QMJHL. A decision like this, but there's, and
2: then there is only so many spots for players like that to actually do that.
1: Yes, uh, but you know at least theoretically like now the BCHL probably has as much of a chance of attracting uh mm-hmm. that class of player as uh and maybe even better honestly because i know yeah. uh and I, and we'll, we'll i won't spend any more time on this but i just i know like personally especially if you know for a certain class of player that is um not necessarily like, you know, not in the financial situation where they have to be absolutely desperate to be playing pro hockey as soon as they possibly can, regardless of what level uh, it's at. Which at this point seems like it basically doesn't exist uh, like that type of player feels like I, I can't even envision in my head who that would be, Um, but particularly for like non elite like top 15 of the draft, talent, um, players that are going to play NHL hockey by the time they're 20 years old, anybody sort of below that tier, why would you not take the NCAA route? Because... You
3: actually you have to get make the claim that they make more of the A than that college education is worth, which I don't. That's see a yet. tough
1: one, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you get to go to college, especially if you get a scholarship. But like you, you get to go to college. You actually get an education. So mm-hmm. theoretically, uh, if you if you do the full four years, you actually get a degree in something. You actually set yourself up to do something else in the very, very high likelihood that you will not play NHL hockey. And, and I think you don't play NHL
3: hockey that you don't make like a ton of retiring money. money. Yeah. You exactly. don't make generation like
1: yes. Yeah. You might make enough to to sustain yourself for a few years. Maybe if you're really smart with your money, maybe you can buy a house or something, but like it's not going to carry you through the rest of your life uh the way yeah, it exactly. will for Connor McDavid or whatever. And then in addition to that, if you do decide to go the full four years, when you're done, you become a free agent and get to pick where you go based on what situation is best for you instead of being like, oh, I'm Josh Hosang and I got drafted by the New York Islanders. And like they had no interest in me having an NHL career, so I, I don't have one. Basically, you know, and I mean, maybe that's being a little generous to Josh saying you could make that case for sure, but we know there are players like that that ex- that exist that get drafted by yeah. the wrong team and it fucks up their entire development
3: or more the point they then get traded from a team to a team yes. that has no time for them.
1: Totally. Yeah, exactly. I think that's right. the management.
2: more likely outcome than a yeah. team then that management a been draft uh,
1: along. yeah, management teams change coaches change. Yeah. Whatever else. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I I wanted to get that out there because I think it is the most important thing that happened, uh, over, over the last, uh, you know, since we last recorded. Um, and, uh, and so it, it, it felt important to me to just sort of note that because those are, those are big, uh, changes and, and ones that could have a, a pretty substantial, uh, ripple effect in the future. So, uh, uh that brings us to the the, the main thing Z-
2: on the topic zipping thing. two leagues up now.
1: Yeah. Uh to... two or three, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh I mean how do we wanna how do we wanna go go about this? Obviously we want to talk about the first round of the playoffs. Um we hilariously did not have time to explain any of our predictions. Uh yeah, we only put out a two-hour summer.
2: episode. We didn't have much time for yeah, yeah, exactly. We were yeah. Tight. <laughs> uh,
1: very funny, uh, but I like that we
2: didn't do it that way,
1: especially because uh, I mean I don't want to gloat too much, <laughs> but I made two absolutely insane picks, and they both yeah.
2: hit. Um, and yeah, uh, and I, so, I took I took some risks, better than penned out. Uh, and
1: so Here, here's we... my
2: philosophy, though, as somebody uh-huh. who has a lot of experience in trying to make political electoral predictions yes. and uh-huh. i've come to learn like this is all voodoo yeah what's the fucking point of making any prediction? if there's a federal election tomorrow i would not spend any time trying to be like here's why this one person might win It's like no you have no control over this and yes. hockey is the closest comparable to trying to make that kind of prediction you you cannot you just absolutely cannot make a proper prediction if you got it right you're lucky
1: is, yeah, is, I mean,
2: uh, is my, my opinion. Let's but go. Although, so why don't we but go also, through? Yes,
1: yeah. I I think that's the way to do it. Let's go through we it. We, it. we yeah. all say
3: our just. We all say what our pick was. We say our justification, mm-hmm. and then we talk about what what actually happened. If we remember them, okay. Yeah, if, if we, we have, know yeah. what happens,
1: well, I can pull up the uh, I can pull up the the picks. Everyone's picks. Okay, because I have mine in front of me, but I don't
3: have yours. All yeah, you right, start, can...
1: start off, Elliot. Start off. Yeah. So yeah, you go first. That's that's perfect. All right.
3: So I picked Colorado and five over Seattle. Um, so my rationale here was bad. I just thought Colorado's star power was going to be way too much for—I mean, Gru Brower specifically, who's a goalie that I don't believe in, fair, or at least didn't. But now that I'm a light hard Seattle Kraken fan, uh, he's going to win the cup. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. yeah, I had Colorado in six as well. I remember the same reasons. I I I don't know anything about Seattle. I just I just think yeah. they're fun, but I didn't yeah. think that they'd be. I didn't think they'd cause problems, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. totally fair. And, and also, I mean, see. not that that happened before, but yeah. Go ahead.
3: Well, just watching the games, like, seeing how Seattle could just, like, anytime that it wasn't that top Colorado line, just constantly just hem them in and just, like, constantly roll at them was really something to watch. And it was, like, boy, buzzing.
2: Wish...
3: Yeah. Yeah. And just how wild uh, their arena was. I refuse to say the name.
2: It's stupid.
1: Oh God! They have the arena. the worst named arena in the league for sure.
2: So I I've, I've come to the opinion it's no worse than five Rogers arenas. Anymore. I mean, yeah, that is that is fair. <laughs> that's
1: that's that's fair for sure. Um, things can be true. So I I, I want to talk a little bit about like just general overall like prediction philosophy and strategy for a second before okay, I make it quick talk specifically. But I every year I tend to make uh one or two like it, like kind of insane picks just on the grounds that uh and i never the thing is is i never just pick like i never just make contrarian picks or just pick like huge upsets just for the sake of it yeah like, jackson's like, not
2: much of a contrarian as no but knows. i mean i am but, the two.
1: but we'll, you know i we'll get to that in a moment. Um, Balls busted. uh, I take, uh, I, I, I I try to (laughs) find usually about like two series where if I can justify to myself to pick a huge upset, if I can find a reason to, I'll do it because it's just based on the grounds that if you hit, you look really smart. And if you don't hit, it's like nobody remembers anyways. So, and you can just kind of be like, ah, well, it's very it's very sort of low risk high reward. Just be like, well, I wanted this team to win, so I picked them or whatever. Anyways.
2: Yeah, I, I choose whatever outcome makes me look like cool, sexy guy everybody wants to fuck and Fair. so Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah. that's pretty much it.
1: Exactly. No, that's 100% right. what I'm what I And higher for anybody um, also. <laughs> yeah, so whatever will get me off the job. Um so with the Kraken, Go be um, ahead and
2: get me bread.
1: I I actually I looked at there were two things that i looked at uh specifically with every team um that that played a big role in uh in my picks and the first was um the the very standard like look at the underlying numbers since february right yep uh and with the kraken and colorado 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 got hollowed out this year. Like, they're just not the same team that won the cup. They didn't have Kadri. They didn't have, like, their second line center was, like, what, Alex Newhook or, like, JJ yep. Comfer or something? Like, something like that. They had, like, the they really, have, really. They did not
2: have the power of Islam on their side. This, this no, exactly. Round. Yes.
1: Um, they, the uh, Allah was not with them this time.
2: They um, lacked the, the roofs that's, that's for That's a specific. <laughs> Five people will get that.
1: Uh, so, so yeah, so, uh, and then you look at the, and this is, I mean, this is one of those things where sometimes I knew this stuff and then other times I didn't, but like I also knew that Landeskog was hurt and, uh, and Nachushkin wasn't going to be there. And I was just like, okay, that these are, this is not the same team. Like, if, if this was just, if this was the, the Flavorado Flavalanche that, was just some other team that didn't win the Stanley Cup last year, and you looked at their roster, you would not be like this team is way better than the Seattle Kraken, probably. You would yeah, be or like,
2: if, or, if, or if Colorado just didn't win last year, you'd be like, okay, they're they're worse than before. Yeah, they didn't exactly. Win before. Yeah.
1: And then S- Seattle's underlying numbers were pretty close. Uh, I, I actually think maybe slightly better, um, and their. Uh, um, uh, they actually had more regulation wins than Colorado did. So mm. Colorado, looking at looking at them, wow. they look they look like a classic paper tiger to me. Um, and also, obviously, like I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm thinking, holy shit! If I pick Seattle and it and I and it pays off, I'm going to look so smart. And also, I would really like to see Seattle win. Like, so that, <laughs> there's just no downside mm-hmm. here, really, to be making this pick. And then the other thing I looked at, and this is something that we'll return to, is I looked at teams they're goaltending right but not not the things that people normally look at what i looked at specifically was who is starting how many games did they play this year and i was i talked to thomas Strantz about this privately and he stole my take and i told him he could well, do it he, he but... credited it didn't he he credited it to you did he you did he of... okay great so I I I we
2: elliot sent that to you today
1: oh did he okay yeah I, I was listening to the show and i didn't See anything? So I must have seen oh, it somewhere okay.
3: else. Okay, so maybe um, he just lifted it for the podcast. But in that's the fine. He explicitly credited Jackson McDonald. That's Roxy amazing. The oh
1: well, well, what so a we wonderful got, thing we, for him to do. Uh, that's yeah. great. Awesome. Yeah. No, I was I I I listened link to, the... to our
2: fucking Twitter though. Uh, it's Thanks, okay. Tom. I
1: I listen. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, I listen to the to the show all the time. I read the Athletic when it kind of pops up in my uh, uh, feed or whatever. But that's awesome that he did that. That's that's really great. So this was his take as well, but. Goalies with uh, more than sixty appearances this year went one and four in the uh, in the first round, and <laughs> Georgiev played sixty two games and was pretty good. Grubauer, I think, played like thirty nine. Yeah, and if you look at the I after the series, I looked at the goals above expected, and uh, Grubauer, I think, was was in the one to two. Uh, area, which is probably more than you expect from a guy who hasn't played well in the past couple of years. And Georgiev was like minus zero six, 0-6. So like just a little bit under, you know, uh, uh, an amount of goals that doesn't actually exist, <laughs> but, you know, indicates that Georgiev basically played okay and Grubauer played pretty good. And yeah. absolutely, absolutely that does not happen if there isn't uh, an over, like, 20-game difference in yeah. exhaustion level, right? My
3: only quibble about this is that, mm-hmm. like, I agree, like, okay, now that you mention this, mm-hmm. how many games your goalie has played probably makes a huge difference. But I don't know if you count as rested if you've been hurt.
1: Sure, that's fair. Like, that I is don't fair. know if yeah. I can
3: buy that, although I, do, yeah. I totally believe as that and something role, that we should, yet. that, like, if you want to be a nerd, like, you should absolutely factor into your like gambling model
2: rehab time, but, but at least, is, is very important. Yeah, but, at the, but but at least it like the main point is still made. Yes, you play your goalie sixty times. Uh, you are that's too much. Yourself in the foot, if you are, you are putting a yourself team that relies on
3: playing a goalie, which we'll call uh Datcherdemko. Yeah.
2: Uh <laughs> Of also playing your non binary
3: goalie, yes, that's your, <laughs> that's somebody one of our 70 games, one of, our insane, a bad numbers idea. of
1: our, our, our insane and inexplicably high numbers of trans listeners could steal that as a uh <laughs> uh uh screen name. Um, yeah, uh, th- that's what I'm getting at, right? Is it, it's less it piss about, off his
2: wife, that's for sure. <laughs> it's less and, about
1: and uh, um, no, that would be great, actually. Uh, it's less about. Grubauer than it is about Georgiev, right? Where yes, yes, it's just so like I, okay. if you're, and not that Colorado like relied on their goaltending by any stretch. Um, Although I will say another element of this too is Grubauer is familiar with a lot of the players on that team. So that
2: Can you remind also, me really like, quickly? Yeah. Like he, he didn't win the cup with them, right? He was their no. goalie before that run. But yes. He, he's like for a while. Okay.
3: Yes. Yeah. And the narrative that might make you pick Colorado to win the series mm. was that they got rid of him and then they won the cup.
2: Yes. Right,
1: right, right. But I mean oh, in good a, for, good in, a, for him. in a single series. Oh yeah. Familiarity with the people shooting on you like can because I think uh there's a there's a very strong case to be made that that familiarity between a goaltender and a shooter um then uh always go it goes in the goaltender's favor. Because mm-hmm. it's so much more their job to break down shooters tendencies than the other way around. It definitely right. goes both ways, but... Player has way more
2: to think about. Yes, way more other but shit. Also, but also about. the goalie changes, I mean, I don't know how period is, but the goalie changed a uh, goalie coach, and at least at least here, our yes. experience has been that some goalies just fucking change everything and become completely different goalies depending yeah, totally. on goalie coach, Yeah. Uh, yes. for better or for worse, right? And so you're playing this goalie, uh, maybe Colorado thinks like, okay, we also have the book on him, but... Drew Bauer may be, a, like, fundamentally a different player you're playing against who yes. who also knows who you are, who mm-hmm. all of your shooters are like, and so... Yeah, yeah. and
1: I mean, it was not enough advantages. to shut down Nathan McKinnon, who was insane and amazing, but yeah. you look at some of those depth players and stuff, like, I don't know who's still there, like, this is just one of those things where I I might be totally wrong, this might not bear out in the data at all, but it's just something to think about, like, in a, in I actually think like in with when it comes to playoff hockey, like I sometimes wonder if the playoff context, like we're always we always we're always thinking about goalies melting down in the playoffs, and so we think like, oh man, that goalie situation, like oh that could be really bad or whatever. But I almost wonder sometimes if for some goaltenders, especially veteran goaltenders, and we'll get to this a little bit maybe when we talk about Sergei Bobrovsky and the Panthers, but like. I wonder if to some extent it actually like makes their life maybe not easier, but simpler because it's like, okay, I'm not switching from team to team and system to system every night and traveling and all about this and thinking about a different team. I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking about the same 17 guys or Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. I'm just thinking about this group of shooters.
3: And and you're you're really thinking about seven guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And I wonder sometimes if it's like the the kind of the yips that you see guys get or the you know, you see it go the other way too where guys just get totally dismantled by by better teams, but um I do wonder if for for veteran goaltenders who are maybe more likely to have problems with uh exhaustion and and yada 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 if it may be sometimes playing the same team every night actually makes like your cognitive load a little bit lighter, not having to think so much, like especially if your problem is that you overthink the game, which I, you know, I mean, I'm not a goalie coach and I'm not a sports psychologist. So who the fuck knows? But I, I do just wonder about that. So anyways, just to to return uh, to that for, for one last moment, Georgiev was just okay. Um, You look at, Uh, the um, teams particularly that rely on goaltending or teams for whom getting good goaltending was a huge part of the reason why they were good, I think that advantage significantly diminishes the more games over, like, 50 your starter played that season, right? Right. Uh, and, And I just think, like, uh, particularly in Seattle's case, like the reason they've been, and we will not spend this much time on every series. It's just this was a really yeah, no, This is one we're
3: deep dive on. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they, this is a cracking podcast. Yeah. yeah,
1: pretty much at this point. I mean, my God, the leading leading point scorer, Jared McCann, right? Like the official ex-Canuck of of Roxy Fever, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of players that are still playing in the league. Um, this is also a team. That has gone pretty, like, as all in as you can go on a specific player type. And that is one shot scoring talent. And so you've got an exhaustion prone goalie facing off against a team that has, like, basically a guy or two on every line that can beat you clean without having to uh fish around for rebounds without having to do a lot of pre-shot movement uh m- try to make really dazzling plays like they have a guy on every line or more that can just you know get receive an outlet pass go into the zone have like a player or two on him and just pick a corner and just score from 30 feet out or whatever. And uh, I think like, I do think in this case, the things that I was thinking about heading into the series, uh, I don't know if they all played out exactly like the, um, the way that I thought they would, but I do think that my, my sort of, uh, my rationale, like it all, all those things definitely played a role if nothing else, even if they weren't necessarily like the story of the, of the series.
2: Right on. I liked it when Brandon Tana, uh blue kisses at the fan.
1: Yes. absolutely.
2: Okay. <laughs> that was fun. Dallas, Minnesota,
3: Elliot, who'd you have? I had Minnesota in seven. I have no idea. Um, I don't like Dallas. That was pretty much the extent of my. They're all like a hundred years old. That's
2: it. I, I just the current Minnesota is a cursed team, and I recognize Fair. that. And I'm sure somebody from Minnesota would treat the Canucks the same. So I had Dallas in five, which was a little, a little bit under underselling it. But I, I did uh, as I was watching though, I was rooting for Minnesota, and specifically I was rooting. Oh, one one of the measures though. Reasons why uh, I picked Minnesota was I uh, told my girlfriend uh, I'm cheering for Minnesota because they have to show a Filipino guy on the team, and <laughs> she was like, "What about Jason Robertson?" And I was like, "Paper bag test, baby, Dumba's yes. darker." <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was me on Dallas. What about you, Jackson?
1: uh yeah i I also picked Minnesota. I think I picked them. I picked them in six or seven. Um, I do have the photo, but I'm not going to pull it up for every single series because I know who I picked. Um, and uh, yeah, so we go from a, a a very smart, well-thought-out one to a very stupid, not well-thought-out one. And this is going to be a theme. it's They kind of alternate. Um, and this was v- very simple. Just fuck the Dallas Stars. Uh, I don't like them. I have a tendency to be pretty principled about just having zero respect. For the teams that i don't like <laughs> and um you know
2: i i will I, sometimes dislike a team simply because their broadcast feed of like how their arena looks will be oh, god awful yeah. yep dallas which which honestly was before the camera
3: sight lines. yeah
2: yeah it makes these games unwatchable i do not want to cheer for them it's the whole franchise when you think about it and what the fuck was that last night was that normal for dallas is that how all these games have been there
1: yeah. How could anybody who I said this on Twitter, but anybody who was rooting for the stars was by extension rooting for that guy who kept sticking his beer in front of the camera like an idiot to be happy ever, Um, which is which I cannot countenance. So, um, yeah, no, Whoa. no, no thought process here other than uh, fuck the Dallas stars pretty much forever, but at least as long as be- Sen and uh, Ben sorry, and Sagan are on the team. Right. And uh, more... I, I keep
2: trying. They're still there.
1: Yeah, I know. And uh, and another yeah. team too, that like just got lucky and like, didn't have to do anything smart to, to like become good. Just like had, had a bunch of like, you know, in a game of poker, just like had aces fucking come up like over and over again, you know, uh, no like skill level uh, involved in that in the the team building of that franchise um and uh, and also uh, cosmically a part of me was like Minnesota has to get revenge on Dallas for um uh, yeah for yeah as i said yeah. as i said uh before like like it has to we have to this has to stop somewhere all of this like joe pavelski should be in san jose your cup banner should be in buffalo and your franchise should yeah. be in minnesota you are everything about you is 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 wrong. I have no respect for you, uh, and that you know that'll come back with a, with some other uh, teams uh, as well. So yeah,
2: yeah, and there there's a lot of more thoughts I have about Dallas, but it's in relation to Seattle, and so we'll get there in a bit. Oh so, yeah, and
1: my my one once again too, my one uh, smart guy uh, thought was Ettinger played uh, sixty two games, uh, but the thing is, is he's really but he's uh, the, he's the outlier, yeah, yeah, and so and he's so he's
2: like. Christopher's yeah. Goodleskis players who like gain gains powers every 40 shots you get on him.
1: yeah totally yeah I think I way. I think I just uh, underestimated how inhuman he is so
2: yeah so it goes. He is. I, I I'm uh, he's young and so I assume that's not gonna last like when he's 30 he's not gonna be able to do that I have yeah. no idea how old he actually is nobody correct me uh, no he's not he's so. not <laughs> old
1: he's still he's still pretty young like he, he was a guy who very quickly went from like, oh, yeah, that guy's like the top goalie prospect. We'll see if he works out to like a couple seasons later, like, oh, fuck, that guy is like a, a phenom. He's like Andre Vasilevsky or whatever. Right. um so, uh, yeah, Vegas, I, Winnipeg. He's, he's still pretty young. I oh, had Vegas cares?
2: in five. Yeah. I, Vegas I, in five.
1: I think I had Vegas in six uh because some smart people convinced me that maybe Winnipeg could make a series of it because they're this is the one so we want to talk uh outliers uh right like um and rubric for for making picks uh this was another one where uh this was my or sorry my one I think pick or one of my only picks where i like I went completely with gut and not with stats because this was the one team who had the worst, uh, share of expected goals since February heading into the series that beat their opponent. Every other team. Like if you just look from February 1st onward, the team with the expected goals in the regular season beat their opponent in every single series, except for this one. And look, I mean, I just, the, va- the vibes in Winnipeg suck. Like, like, they were one of those teams that was just to me, like, you know, whatever the stats say or whatever, it's just like I watched them, I look at their roster, and I'm just like, this team probably got lucky that they were even in a wild card spot. I, I it's not like they came into the Seattle
2: or uh, Calgary lost that. that yeah, spot. exactly. Winnapeg. It was a turtle
1: derby that Winnipeg uh, didn't lose. And they, yeah. they backed into the playoffs, and it's like there's definitely a model for a team with better underlying numbers to beat the higher seed from a wildcard spot if they come into the playoffs hot. But that's not what happened with Winnipeg. Like, they no. started and... the season hot and then sucked for a really long time and then
2: were okay. And so
1: I, I yeah. just – I never they, they really – They did draw a
2: really tough team in Vegas who yes. also just gained Mark Stone. And uh they also did lose Josh Morrissey in like game one or something. Yes. Although losing one defenseman shouldn't uh set you back that badly. Uh but No, but for them way. it does. And that's it's what also... happens. This is what happens when a wild card team makes into the playoffs if they're they they were not hot for like half the season, like yes. doing an LA Kings twenty twelve run kind of thing. I right? believe
1: Hellebuck led the league in, in in appearances this year, uh in games played for goalies. Possible sure. Markstrom had him beat. Um but uh, that's another thing like Hellebuck was not good. Uh, he was definitely exhausted. He was uh, way down towards the bottom in, in goals, goal saved uh, above expected with like minus like four or something. Uh, mm. He was not good. He was definitely too tired. They definitely rode him too much. And what can you say? The Winnipeg Jets are not good. Um, I don't know why anyone is surprised. Like, I understand that Vegas is kind of like people are are people fade Vegas now because they're like, ah, they're kind of old and like they don't you know, they don't have a ton of necessarily like high end talent like Eichel maybe isn't as good as people kind of thought he was going to be when he was drafted. But it's like they still won the division, you know, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where where it's like. I understand that they're still always right that, there at the table. Yeah, exactly. It's like I understand that there are teams that you probably are like, okay, that team is actually better than Vegas, even though Vegas finished with more points or whatever. But it's like for that big of a spread between two teams, like I, I just I don't really know why so many people were uh, managed to convince themselves that 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 uh, the Jets could happen there.
2: Yeah, uh, Edmonton versus L.A i chose la and six because i just uh la has haunted us so many times and i don't like to bet against drew dowdy i've seen what happens when sure. you when you do and i assume that la could still play uh could slow edmonton down in the playoffs yep. but edmonton simply just had too much firepower But yeah, yeah. uh item six I had the Kings and Six as well. I think I we definitely... all
1: picked the Kings and Six. I may have oh, picked them maybe? in 7. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't think it's it's not I think I underestimated right? how much
3: like, like Edmonton has fixed some of the problems, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. And I think I did not buy that.
2: Like, this yeah, was one they're of those ones. A real team
3: now they're not just Connor yeah, and David. And exactly. Some guys they found.
1: Um as will as will come up with uh the other Canadian team um that advanced later on that we'll talk about. Like this was kind of just uh, uh a threefold like one fuck the Oilers two um it would be funny yep and three what do I gain from, from picking them I have nothing to gain from picking the Oilers That's like, right it's just yeah uh, it's one of those things where I just was like I can totally live with myself being wrong about this. I would I I just they're one of those teams that I I don't know if I could bring myself to 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 pick the oil. like if the Canucks in the bubble playoffs had ended up playing the Oilers instead of any other team, I probably would have had a way easier time getting on board. With just being like, yeah, actually, go Canucks. Good for them. Better team, <laughs> you know. Because it's just yeah. like it's just fuck the fuck the Oilers forever, and we'll 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 talk about that. Uh, yeah, uh, a okay. little bit more. But let's let's
2: breeze think. through. Oh no, we can't breeze through the East because Boston is the top of this.
1: Well, yeah, we'll talk about that one last. I think.
2: Okay. Um, I need. Uh, I uh, start with the Atlantic. Atlantic. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Sorry, the Met. You you start. Go ahead. Sure.
3: Okay. Uh, I picked Carolina in five. Um, really, I, just I pick, the go classic on. stats boys. Yes, Coast Carolina
2: Islanders in seven. I thought that would turn it on a little bit more.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: I picked the Canes. Um, and I think I picked them in six. But I'll uh, double check that. Um, that yes. you, you I picked, picked them you at picked six. Carolina. Yeah, it's it, it, it yeah. was yeah. it felt important because it, it was it ended up being six, right? I was right about that. Yeah, it I, wasn't I was, five, so it was six. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So um, this one was like, look, I picked the Canes to go to the Cup, and uh, the it, the reason for that is very simple. Uh, well, there's two reasons, and they're very simple. One. Look, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, in terms of underlying numbers, lap the field with everyone else. And so until they win a cup, I'm probably just going to keep picking them because it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been well, picking look, them like, for
2: like five yeah, years. Yeah, like
1: underlying numbers say they're the best team. That is going to pay off eventually, is my, is sort of my, my thinking, even with the, the injuries that they have. And then reason number two is, is out of every person that I know that works for an NHL team, The one that I'm the closest to is Reese Jessup. And so I want the, I root for the Hurricanes. That's like a very, very easy one. Um, Fair enough. But, all right. Let's, uh, and just sorry, I do want to say um, uh, Ilya Sorokin, very good in the playoffs, also played an obscene amount of games. And uh, he, you know, I, I, goals above expected. He was, uh, I think he was in the three, Territory, that was about one and a half, two better than Frederick Anderson. And I think everyone would agree that, like, if someone told you the difference in net between Sorokin and Anderson was going to be two goals, like, heading into the series, I don't think anybody would have picked the Islanders. I think they would have been like, oh, that's not enough. It's got to be more. Sorokin's got to, like, steal multiple games. Um Mm -hmm. And as far as, like, underlying numbers and stuff, uh, the Islanders kind of suck. That's why we were all happy that the Canucks made that trade. And uh, I think this was the biggest talent mismatch in any series. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, once I saw how many games played uh, Sorokin had, I didn't even hesitate for a second.
2: Yeah, I basically picked the Islanders because everybody else had been picking them for, like, five or six years straight. So I was like, yeah, at some point... That kind of team just they run into a wall and they, and it's the sign of the times for them. And uh, players start to leave contracts run out and everything. Yeah, uh, Matt and, Barzal, and was I, and I thought in, that uh, yeah Barzal like, coming back, cold, yeah, him and yeah, coming in cold, definitely. But uh, him and Horvat, I thought they would have found something together by now. Uh, but like the Horvat conversation, a lot of uh, a lot of losers were saying that uh. Horvat flubbed it in the playoffs, but you couldn't. You can't carry an entire team against the Carolina Hurricanes. He had
1: ten goals in eighteen games for the Canucks in the bubble playoffs. By the way, um, just like I, I don't like the the Horvat thing. Um, I think like is just so it's such loser mentality shit because it's like like I mean look. It's to, a lot like, of
2: people mad about his his uh his words.
1: Which and if you want to roast him about that a little bit, I I get it. Like I still think it's stupid, but whatever. Like I I get uh, roast him for saying it. Um the whole like, oh, look, you can't get it done the play. I think you like, should go
2: to jail if you roast him for saying it. I think he's right. he was right. I think you should go yeah. to
1: jail for suggesting Bo Horvat's not a good hockey player. Like that is just as a Canucks fan, like that is just ridiculous. For sure. You watched him be the only good player on the team for like eight years. He was in the only times that the Canucks have actually made the playoffs, very good for the Canucks in the playoffs. One the of, last
2: person to score a playoff goal. Yes. For this, for this team. Um,
1: it, and, and That's like, Cody pointed just out. most of all, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's so disrespectful, to, Like, what do you think of your franchise then if you don't think Bo Horvat is good? Like, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's obscene. It's stupid. Also, the same people um, saying
2: we shouldn't rebuild. Yeah. People and also think that and it and like, falls apart
1: when your team finishes, when your team was like the worst team, one of the worst teams in the league for 80% of the season, uh, and doesn't make the playoffs. And then you're like, well, that guy who did make the playoffs sucks. That's like, that's like,
2: that's grabbing the bucket shit.
1: A girl you would yeah. like a girl who would who never looks at you, being like I would fuck her better than her boyfriend. It's like <laughs> cool, dude. Good for you. Like I'm sure that's true. Like Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's uh, all. It is. That's good. Go yeah. Ahead. No, no. That's, that's all. all you no, know, no, no. Elliot, yeah. Elliot, Elliot. Get your words in. Oh yeah, right. No, I was going to
3: start talking about the next series. Yeah, Go yeah. yeah. You didn't, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Devils Rangers. I have the Devils in six. Um, athlete uh, way better than Billy Joel. <laughs> no, um, Rangers are the Rangers are old. Like people don't know this, but we're hearing it more and more. The Rangers are mm-hmm. actually old. Yeah. Um, Panarin mm-hmm. was a butt, or not Panarin, the other guy. Uh, Kharisenko. Oh, Kane is a bust in New York. I'm sorry.
2: I'm uh, so glad. Devils
3: are a bunch of young guys. Yeah. I mean, I picked them going to the Cup finals because I did this bracket in like two seconds, and yeah. I <laughs> kind of regret that. Yeah. Um, but.
2: Sometimes things just reveal themselves when you make these brackets. Yeah, just like realize.
3: oh, I didn't realize that I thought it was two thousand and three. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh. I, thought, I thought that series like if it was like two years from now, I would have said New Jersey wins that, or one year from now. But I thought New Jersey was still like too too fresh to be in there uh, and, and do well. Like I kind of the similar way that I looked at the Seattle, Colorado, uh, or even LA in some ways, where I was like. This is a young team. They're going to be really good in a couple of years, and they're going to, you know, make a bit of a splash now, but ultimately not make it. But New Jersey totally exceeded my expectations. That Hughes is a fucking gamer, man. And oh, yeah. and the the other brother is it Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's we're we we gotta trade Quinn, man. He does not deserve this last year.
3: If you want uh, something,
2: set it free. Let it. Let him. Let him go. Don't give him the C so he can leave love of God. Um, Yeah, yeah, fair. But yeah, uh, I had New York in five because I was confident about that. And New York was also my NHL 23 uh, versus mode team uh, because they had a lot of firepower. And Adam Fox and uh, I think Jacob, I forget who the defenseman is, but a a lot of great players and an amazing goalie. I just thought they had enough pieces to at least win one round, but Mm -hmm. here we are.
1: Yeah, uh, this one was pretty simple. I think the Devils are better. Uh, I fade teams that rely on goaltending, Um, and obviously Shesterkin was not, uh, like... I think, uh, at least from an underlying profile standpoint, like, Rangers got a little bit better, and Shesterkin was just really good instead of the best goalie performance we've ever seen, maybe ever, Um, certainly in the modern era. Uh, But, I mean, ultimately, like... It's just the I I don't think Gerard Gallant's a good coach really I think he's budget Bruce Boudreaux. Um I don't really think like the the sort of things that you would give New York the advantage on um, there's there's a there's always been an obvious counter. Uh, with 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 the Devils, like uh, oh, high end talent. Well, the Devils have that now. Oh, uh, a uh, like a Norris caliber caliber defender. I mean, I don't know if Dougie Hamilton is that now, but he certainly was for a long time. He's very good. Like, I don't think the drop off between, I don't think the drop off between, uh, Fox to Hamilton is as big as the drop off from Hughes to. Whoever the fuck the first line center in
2: like Kreider or Isvandajad. Isvandajad, one of the two.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Kreider. So yeah. Good. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. And uh. As always, just I think goalies are fake. So, um, if a team has a is like, oh well, they have the huge ed- edge in net. I'm just like, ah, eh. over seven games. Like, <laughs> it, it in net is the one time where you could say anything can happen. <laughs> You know, any goalie can take a shit for three games and uh and be like, oops, uh, now we're not in the playoffs anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what happened. I didn't watch a lot of that series, but uh yeah, I just thought the devils were better and I like them more.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh let's do Toronto, Tampa. Oh, this one's I easy. yeah. I had Toronto in six. I didn't Good job. Like, yeah, obviously yeah. it was oh, right, that's right. Sweet. Uh I don't know why I picked Toronto in six. I think I just thought like at some point it's going to give. They're going to win yeah. something. They are a good team. Like treat them as if they're not from Toronto for a moment. Yes, uh, which I know is difficult, but that team is elite. And at just at some point it's going to give. And I do want success for Kyle Dubas and his boys.
1: Fair. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, other than that, I just I watch every game, but I don't think there was too much to say about. This series, uh, Not really. yeah, there was there. I, I found it random that like it felt like most of Toronto's goals came from the point from like Morgan Riley shots. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys? What did you guys think? What did you do? I had lightning in seven. Yeah,
1: uh, I think I had lightning in seven as well. Um, pretty easy uh, for me it would have been funny if the leafs lost again and it would have been uh like i wouldn't have ever been able to forgive myself if i picked the leafs and they lost like mm-hmm. fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me fool me three times i have to walk up and down the street wearing a dunce cap like um it was just one of those things where i was never going to pick them until they did it uh because and i mean i was i was wrong i've had a feeling i might be wrong uh because like the leafs have been good for a really long time and tampa was just not that good this year and vasilevsky maybe the post the poster boy for like good goalie who got picked apart in the playoffs because he was exhausted
2: yeah Yeah. he shat the bed i couldn't i i could not believe that uh random question did cute did kucherov play is he injured Oh, I completely forgot. I don't think so. I think he played. Okay. I don't remember seeing him anywhere. They're I, old. I think I saw more of you know, Steve Stamkos actually dominating games than it did.
1: Like, they're just, uh, they're so old and they're so, uh they've played so much hockey. Like, it does oh, yeah. make sense that yeah. eventually they would, uh, th- that this would happen. And I, I think the funny thing is, is based on what I've seen from like the underlying numbers and stuff, this was probably the series where they actually played like where they most deserve to win and Toronto just most deserve to lose. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, how many times can you flip a coin and have it come up heads before it just, it just doesn't because that's, it just doesn't work that way. You know? Yeah.
2: All right. Now to the happiest moment. Yes. That, uh, the great, uh, Jackson, pull up, pull up your quote.
1: Well, to as I said, to 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 paraphrase a very wise man, uh, what I have to say to the Bruins is, uh, you are a disgrace. Suck my dick and choke on it. I yield my time. Fuck you. Um,
2: okay. I had I had the Bruins, man. You both. I think I had the Bruins
3: in four as an emotional
2: hedge. Same here. Fair. Same here. How close my eyes? Close my nose. I selected four. How could Boston you? Four.
1: How could either of you? I thought that I raised my children better than this.
2: <laughs> um,
1: look, so this was one of those ones where so the I had Bruins like or I had uh sorry I had Panthers and I had them in six, and there was a re a very specific reason why I picked six games, and that reason is that, look, when you pick a team in seven, and this is one thousand percent true for me. Every time I pick a team in seven, it's me kind of saying like, "Okay, look, I'm acknowledging that I'm going out on a limb a little bit here, and I'm not that necessarily that confident." And I'm picking seven because I'm saying, "Okay, look, if this team pulls it off, it's going to be really hard fought, and like I I know that it's it's that the odds aren't in their favor, but I'm going out on a limb and picking them for whatever reason." I picked the Bruins or I picked the Bruins to lose in six because I did want to send the message that I have no respect for the Boston Bruins and that I really did believe that Florida was going to beat them. And obviously part of that is wish casting. And part of that is like, fuck the Boston Bruins. I will never pick them to win. I will never feel bad about not picking them to win because I hate them. That 32 out of 32 teams in likability for me, um, And not just because they beat the Canucks in 2011. We've talked about all that other stuff about falling ass backwards into a cup victory, about Peter Chiarelli being an idiot. But with this one, um, look, the Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. And this was what happened to them last year. So heading into the series, you have a situation where you have one team for whom literally anything else other than winning the Stanley Cup would be a huge disappointment. And that is never the amount of pressure you want to have heading into a playoff series. That is hard on any team. And then, by extension, their opponent is the team that had exactly the same thing going on for them last year. And now they're in a position where they're coming in hot as the eighth seed or whatever. Yeah, the eighth seed. And it's like doesn't matter like we're we're here we're gonna see what we can do like there's no pressure whatsoever and we know how much pressure there is on them in addition to that the bruins are so fucking old so old and how old are they (laughs) they're so old (laughs) that uh i don't know patrice bergeron i like i remember watching patrice bergeron when i was in like elementary school <laughs> um mm-hmm. like look uh they're really old um bergeron was hurt and yeah i don't think he even came I in really game fucked one.
3: up by not putting not counting about it.
1: you know not like counting. a lot of those advantages feel like they uh they they you know become less of an advantage when it's a war of attrition and when you have these guys that are so old you don't have the brad marchand advantage because Like, you know, okay, so the Bruins are going to troll you uh, out of existence because they have Brad Marchand, which is a thing that works against most teams, but definitely not uh, against (laughs) a team that employs a guy who is a bigger, faster, stronger, better, uh, and somehow even trollier version of Brad Marchand in Matthew Kachak. And, I'm um, so glad he's
3: not in Calgary so I can like him.
1: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I am the, the It's
2: really fun watching him around. The meme of he, the lady. He, he right? even does the stupid uh, oh the lady at work. It's the yeah, that's like, that's like, comic.
1: Mm, I can't I don't know about that. It's the 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 meme of the lady doing the two different faces that are like, oh, I don't know, I know about don't this. Know. And then the other face that's like, well, maybe. <laughs> um, oh, that one. Uh, <laughs> that's me, Matthew Kachuk in. Uh, in Calgary versus Matthew Kachuk in Florida. Um but the uh and then uh in a, there was one other thing about the Bruins. Oh yeah. Uh the whole coming in hot thing, uh the look at the last two months of the season thing. The the Panthers had like a 2 or 3 percentage point lead over the Bruins in expected goals heading into that series and I really do think that what ended up happening is the Bruins were on cruise control since January and they have to it's all really of a sudden... fucking good
2: cruise control? If you yeah, ask me, I let mean, me get that in my car. Yeah,
1: it's a good, like, I'm not saying that it's not, but it's, it, it's not that they weren't good, it's that they had mastered that playing at 80% and having it pay off. And I just don't think, especially with Bergeron hurt. And with those guys being old and stuff, I think they just struggled to turn it on just all of a sudden when, when for three months, the stakes haven't mattered. And then all of a sudden you go from doesn't matter. We're going to make the playoffs. We're probably going to win the president's trophy to, if you do literally anything else other than roll through every team and make it to the final and win.
2: Yeah.
1: Everyone will be disappointed in you. Versus, yeah. We've been there before. Like, exactly. Um, And, and, the Panthers had the had the better underlying numbers heading into the series, and they had to fucking scrape work every game to get there. And I just think when when they got there, they were on their air game, and the Bruins had lost their fastball. And most importantly, uh, fuck, fuck the Boston Bruins, and I will never predict them to win anything because I hate them.
2: Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying Matthew Kachak's post-game and just, like, whatever comments about... Uh... The expectations laid on laid on the, fly, uh, the Panthers. Uh, it's like the Messier quotes about beating New York, uh, except I like him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or he's endearing to me right now. I'm sure. I'll... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it, it is. I think Austin... it's just... Go
3: ahead. the Canucks aren't going to play the Panthers yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. It's it's not not like my problem.
3: Him. Yeah. Not my problem.
2: I, I there's some, I think there's something on like a personal level where I don't like the type of people the K- the Kachuk brothers are. Yes,
1: and I agree uh, with that
2: family. And it, it just like rubs me the wrong way. Um, but but yeah, it's a safe distance. I I'm still right don't like. That's it. kind of how I am with every hockey player. Actually, now that it, I think about it, that's the that's very that's terrible. the thing. I above I still, replacement, yeah. nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So likability above. Lar of like above Lar, replacement. Lar yes yeah. yeah. I, I or var labs above replacement. Maybe. I
1: don't like him still. Like it's I, I he would not make my list of players in the league that I that I like or even necessarily that I particularly enjoy watching. But there is an element of like okay Matthew Kachuk in my division, uh playing like not just um the not just the Canucks but also like you know. The Seattle Kraken and like, uh, you know, some other teams that I that I maybe are am like, I wish you well, uh, despite not really caring about you that much or whatever, like Vegas or whatever. um, And just having to see him all the time and having to hear about him all the time on the broadcast and stuff.
2: Yeah. Very, very, very annoying. Uh, Matthew Kachuk. Very much prayed around as the good old boys of Canada when yes. I'm just like, I don't know anything about these fucking kids. Well, especially because they're American. Own- yeah. And yet
1: for some reason they're the only fucking American players that get treated like Canadian players. But anyways.
2: And it's um, like Keith Kachuk wasn't like Jerome McGinley or something. Like no. who who loved Keith Kachuk this much back then? Yeah. They never played in the Canadian yeah. team either. I don't know what the or like a like like you know how like so much of Canada supports the Bruins kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like actually yeah. historically. Uh randomly, did you know that there's like a thing in the Maritimes historically where there is like a Maritimes uh new england like office like uh the maritimes or i think like nova scotia would have an office in boston mm-hmm. and there is some agreement to have like a- visiting officials from nova scotia like get free tickets to bruins games mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of like uh, mm. the bruins have a stranglehold in the maritimes but any- anyways true. point is yeah. like Kachak played for fucking like Phoenix and St. Louis. Who cares?
1: Yeah, he played, he did play for Winnipeg briefly before they relocated to Phoenix, but it doesn't, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And he's American. He's an American guy. And his reputation, like his reputation when he played in the league was like, oh, yeah, great power forward or whatever, but also like fat guy, like guy who always showed up to camp looking like me, basically. Which Um, that makes me like him a
2: little more. Well, yeah, I realize
1: that, but there's also an element of like, Nobody, like, like You're not gonna me, okay. friends doing that. The example that I'll, that I will, like, he, that that I will use, like, the counter example is, like, Phil Kessel, right? Phil yeah. Kessel is really, really good. Uh, like, works pretty hard, like, for the most part. Like, isn't, like, out of shape. He just, like, likes hot dogs and doesn't care what he looks like. And so he'll like win the fastest skater, but he's just like got like, chub on him because he likes to eat or whatever.
2: Or well, um, some people just some men just like after they're twenty eight, their heads get bigger. That that's that pretty much well. it. That is well. just so.
3: It's not implausible that his cancer treatment did something yes. to his body oh, yeah. that makes him carry oh, right. an extra weight. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. All of it those. That's
1: a big one too. Kachuk to me is more in the mold of, or his, uh, uh, Keith Kachuk, I mean, is more to me in the mold of guy who was always so talented that he didn't have to care about whether he was in shape or not. And also, like, the you know, when you show up to camp out of shape and fat, it's different than getting super fat in the offseason, which is awesome getting really fat in the off season and then yeah. like a month before being like okay i got to get in shape
2: is funny. Buffalo didn't play for Chicago man.
1: Oh yeah, no. Yeah.
2: Hero player.
1: <laughs> um c- coming in to camp and being like doesn't matter i'm going to make the team. I'm the best player. I can i can suck. I don't have to get in shape like i'll figure it out or whatever. It's just it's it it a lot of the endearing fat guy thing goes away when that's when that's the case it's very jake for um yeah except jake for also wasn't good at hockey but regardless um the the what i was good my final might have been good if he played in the 80s uh yeah he might have been um so my my final uh thing about matthew is basically in my own division don't like matthew kachuk matthew uh and and still don't really like him even as almost as far away geographically as possible from from vancouver but Matthew Kachuk in the same division as the Bruins Leafs halves um pretty funny I gotta do, awesome. I gotta be honest I like, I love watching him being those teams problems specifically very
2: very funny that um, is very good yeah so yeah, yeah. that's right. I'll live with that for sure let's uh, let's let's come let's come to the present a little bit and maybe talk about the current series yeah yeah we could do, do that think. yeah Um, Uh, maybe maybe we stick to Toronto, Florida while we're while we're here. Yeah, sure. This part in this part of the continent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know for um. I know. I think for each of you, uh, you weren't expecting the other team to be there. And in Elliot's case, you weren't expecting either team to be there. I don't think.
2: Well, I Um, thought. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. You I thought know, Toronto would be there. there, and
1: Elliot, you didn't think either team would. Be there. I didn't think either one was going to be there. Yeah. Um. So. So maybe Elliot, we'll start with you because you're you're totally like reseating now because it's two teams, two totally different teams. Who yeah. Are you, uh, who are you? Who are you picking?
2: Sorry, I'm just cheering the Vegas that five three now. Yes, yeah, I think so was also doing that a second. I time. think I'm going to
3: hyper correct. You're going to hate this pick. I'm going to pick the Leafs. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think after then, this is coming I after don't the when if- as well.
3: Uh, to be fair, I don't know what happened in game one.
2: Oh Florida one. Yeah, Florida one. Florida What
3: else? Tampa won game one too. So now I'm being so, bold and saying that uh yeah. the Leafs are gonna win. No, the just have so much firepower, and I don't think that Florida can withstand that, right? Like they're mostly offensive team. They have Brobsky, who I don't think he could put together like two great series in a row. I can
2: see it. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> so that's So I think a good that's point. kind
3: of where I'm coming from. And also, like, I follow enough Leafs fans on Twitter that actually I do know what happened in the game, and
2: mm-hmm. the things that the
3: Leafs screwed up are, seem like, very fixable problems.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I will add, by the way, I didn't think, uh, like, the Leafs winning for about an hour or two on Twitter was, was deeply annoying, but other than that, it hasn't been as annoying as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like very briefly annoying, and now it's fine. Um, but uh, I'm still picking still up. a little bit.
2: I think most of them are still a little bit scared. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah they're, their their tails scary. are still between their they legs. They don't want to and... like draw attention to themselves too much.
2: Yeah, even even this even all the memes coming out later, just like oh, like well, I mean, there were a lot of people who were overly excited, and of course, and I I was kind of tut tutting that, uh, like they they are still a joke. But it's, it's still hard to one say, series.
1: yeah, but it is hard to say, act like you've been there before when you literally haven't
2: since I was yeah. like five <laughs> years old. So That's true. If yeah. I was in their shoes, I, I would be, uh, I would be painting, painting the walls with. Yeah. Yeah. Substances. Yeah. Um Well, I, I Forget that image. Let's, let's move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh. I, I'm complicated with Toronto because I am forecasting Edmonton and Toronto to come into the finals. Oh, God, and so yeah. I'm kind of like pre cheering for the Leafs, but I am more in favor. I am happier that Florida is up one, nothing. I do okay. want Florida to win, but I am choosing the Leafs uh, to win in seven. Uh, okay. My picks for the second round are, are around like games or are like going, going pretty much all the way. Uh, but I still think Toronto is going to win. Uh, I think yeah, the same thing with goaltending. I think Bobrovsky can't hold it in, and it's more important that that Florida's goaltending is uh, is tight than Toronto's is. I think Toronto can outperform that, and I think Toronto just has a bit more depth as well. Uh, I think those acquisitions, like well, even getting Luke then. Who really is more like their eighth best defenseman, but he is just really good in the playoffs and a good like
1: that was a good addition for them. Yeah.
2: For a number yeah, of yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It was the least we're doing this the thing that like Gillis was doing uh for 2010, 2011 where he just stalking he he knew that he was like, I need nine defensemen. Mm-hmm. I I'm I am i am thinking ahead to June or to, to May, June, I need nine defensemen because I'm gonna come down to four yeah. by the end of by the end of the playoffs. Yeah, very uh, fair. So. Yeah. Uh, I I just, I trust Toronto a little bit more there uh, to be Florida, but I'm very excited for Florida to win three games. I was really happy for game one. Uh, And uh, yeah, yeah. they they look good. Uh, What else? Uh, It's, and it's, it is a little bit more fun for Toronto to be, to be winning. I guess. Look, I don't want Edmonton to go. I don't know who in the East that really root for against Edmonton. I guess it'd be anybody. But yeah. Toronto would be a bit more nuts. Yeah, right. that's entirely fair. Um, sure. Six of the East, Jersey, I'm, Carolina.
1: I'm no, no. I didn't get to say who I was saying.
2: Well, you I said plenty of okay. Fine.
1: No, I just want to say I, I want. I am. Def- I am. Uh, I had the. I had Tampa winning this series in my original bracket, but I am switching allegiances, uh, and I'm I'm gonna go with the Panthers. They're up. A, they're up one game. And uh it's not a significant uh difference from uh as far as I can tell, but they did have uh you know about a one and a half uh point lead on uh on Toronto in the uh final couple months of the season expected goals race. And uh look, Toronto's goaltending is not that great either. And yeah, uh in, in a battle sure. between those those two tandems, I'll pick the one with the uh the veteran experience and the Vesna trophy pedigree. Um so
3: I'll 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 take Florida.
1: And um yeah, I don't care how many is.
3: I I hope that you are
1: correct. Yeah, I think we're all hoping that I'm correct. Oh, by the way, I just want to say that anyone who thinks I love being right, I picked the Florida Panthers to beat the Boston Bruins. <laughs> So there are things I care about more than being right, and one of them. No, is, no, no, gosh, no. I you know no. Know you care, no, no,
2: You care about being right. You also like to make people mad as you're being right, and that <laughs> requires taking
1: risks. Okay, you're right. Okay, that's that's. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. That.
2: And uh, that's fine. Uh, I just want you to. Just want it to be acknowledged. No, okay. <laughs> yes. All right, New Jersey, Carolina. Boy, do I not really care, uh, <laughs> Alina. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think Carolina is going to win in six, yeah. uh, for the same reasons I thought New York was going to win. New Jersey just might not be able to to carry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Carolina old? I saw no. also say that they don't really have a top line. Uh, is that true?
1: Uh, I think that's so- being a little disrespectful to Sebastian Ajo and forgetting that, uh, this is yeah aho 1000 percent a first line caliber center i also think with some of their players people assume that they're less skilled than they are because going ter- to carolina and playing stress hockey makes them score less because of the system that they play so people think oh they don't have that much goal scoring skill or whatever but it's like okay yeah but if sebastian aho played for like Bruce Boudreaux, he he would score 100 points. It's just, right. just that he's not allowed he,
3: to freewheel. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. Yeah, uh, Lindy Ruff is a little bit cursed. I don't know if he's gonna. Wait, is he cursed? Did he win a cup with uh, Dallas? No. no,
1: no. He 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 was coaching uh Buffalo Buffalo forever in that, right in that uh, series. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, and I just feel like nothing good happens to people like him. Mm -hmm. uh and that's enough for me to just think nudity is not really going to be able to pull it all together Mm -hmm. uh enough for this but uh but i i am excited for them to do well i do i do i that is that is a fun team to watch when they're when they're playing well yeah totally yeah obviously
1: you're picking the devils right i picked the devils Uh, because
2: of my insane yeah uh,
1: no rematch I like the Devils as a pick, honestly. No, as, and as I'm going pick. to defend
3: it with a little bit of like actual hockey reasons here is that you're right. Carolina is more skilled than people give them credit for, mm-hmm. but they have two top line players, and those are Aho and Svechnikov, and Svechnikov's out. Yeah, yeah. That's so that totally really fair. blunts their attack. So that's why I picked New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I
1: didn't pick up on that. That's totally fair. the The injuries in Carolina are are a real reason to fade them. But I, 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 will say what I will say is I'm I, I'm going with
3: Carolina. I think I picked them in seven. That's Obviously, very justifiable. I and mean, I now, yeah. if I had to put down money, I think I'd put money on Carolina for the cup.
2: So yeah, I did to totally. score four times? Possibly.
1: Um, I don't know. I, cause I haven't been watching who's scored. I've just been kind of having it on. The back. I, I can't
2: hear it. My audio is off. So
1: yeah, fair. Uh, is it a good time to talk about that?
2: The series now yep. that we're watching
1: four sure. goals on five, uh, five shots tonight. Um, I, can I just, uh, just finish the thought on the Hurricanes. Yes, though? Sorry. please. Do. Um, this is the unstoppable force immovable object series. Like if any team could stop the devils, it's the hurricanes. And if any team, could break through the hurricanes for check. It's the devils. Um, so it should be really interesting to watch. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those cases of like, uh, veteran experience, low, uh, and, uh, like slightly better goaltending. Um, uh, actually uh, maybe significantly better goaltending that one thing that people forget about the cans that really goes in their favor is they have three goalies that can all play three oh, goalies okay. that have all been good this season. Um, and uh, and I just I just sort of think like yes the um the lack of goal scoring like or obvious goal scoring talent is a problem for the Canes, but it almost isn't something I worry about that much because it's like the Canes game plan is not to win games uh four three or five four, it's to win games two one. So yeah. if they have to tamp down a little bit harder, I think they can do that. And I just they give me. Um, them and the Panthers are both teams that sort of give me like twenty eighteen caps vibes where it's like, are they as good as they've been in the past? No. That's why they'll probably win. <laughs> you know, like because it just doesn't work that way. Uh so, oh, so yeah, as yeah, uh,
2: somebody kid. pointed out, it out, might have been your, your like ninety-four Canucks were amazing in nineteen ninety-three. Yes. And then yep. come in as like a bottom yep. seed or, or like a much, much lower seed than eighth 94. Seed. Yep. They were the eighth seed they, they, they yeah. were the eighth seed.
1: They would have been the first team to do it. Uh, And instead it took uh, another almost 20 years for uh, the LA, the LA Kings to be the team to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, So Edmonton Vegas, which we're watching right now. Mm -hmm. I, I have Vegas in seven. I, I, I can't, I can't pick the Oilers. I don't want to pick the Oilers. It gives too many people I know satisfaction. You no, know, I know from Edmonton, I, I, they don't deserve that. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate Edmonton more than I, than Boston, but I, I just respect them so much less. Yes, yeah, than Boston.
1: Yeah, no respect for the Oilers. I, I agree.
2: They're they're been fed the silver spoons all their life. Yeah, since they were born, yep. since they fucking entered the league, they don't deserve any. Anytime an Oilers fan cries, like it. It besmirches the idea of crying, like that. They, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're not allowed to be sad. If they yeah. want to be sad, they should change teams and move away. If they want to uh, be
1: sad, they should be Calgary Flames fans. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like,
1: uh, like the the Oilers are the, uh, like the the Oilers and the Flames are goofus and gallant, and Calgary is goofus and, uh, and Edmonton is gallant because, like. They are just like Calgary has only ever been successful by other teams fucking up. And Edmonton is, is like a, a, they literally had the best player of all time, or at least the player who like statistically is the best player of all time because the NHL like made new rules to allow them to keep uh Gretzky who never had to be drafted like the way every other good player has ever had to enter the league. Um, yeah, they, they, I, I, I kind of flubbed my delivery of this on Twitter, but like I have epigenetic memories of being victimized by the Edmonton Oilers. Like I will never, <laughs> even though I wasn't alive for any of it, it's like it's the it's That's the what worst. Epigenetic memories means it's the worst. Well, yeah, you're right. Yes, but it's it's like it's the worst combination of uh, for a team to have, which is growing up knowing that like for a decade they just embarrassed us for years and years and years that Wayne Gretzky literally like they stopped a game in the middle of it to give him a plaque or whatever at fucking GM place. That story that Patrick told us that is burned into my memory forever. Yeah. It's
2: a, it's like you Absolutely. grew up in a village and everybody talks about how like 300 years ago, a dragon came down and burned yes. down your whole village. Yeah. The John Garrett thing. Sure. Obviously, and then you, then you have, have to cheer for like,
1: the-, the
3: dragon light the torch at the Olympics that your city's hosting. Yes, yeah, And a then, fucking so,
1: insult. So, but it's like that. Okay, but
2: that also be cool. If it was actually a dragon.
1: It's like that, except except Not just some
2: random German Polish man.
1: It, what it is is it's it is exactly like that, except um, the the dragon instead of like flying off into the distance after burning down your village, lived in the village. And became like a drunk that constantly pit, pat, pissed and shat all over itself every day for 20 yeah. years. And then, but everyone was still just like, but that was the best dragon. For <laughs> for 10
2: years, that was the best dragon. And you're just and then, like, who cares? And then for, for a little period of time, the dragon ended up becoming the mayor of your town. Yeah. You're kicking, kicking out your mayor and just yeah. doing nothing ruining yeah. ruining your your uh your finances and then and then leaves yeah no it's it's bad mm-hmm. And then everyone's real, like real why bad. do you
3: hate this dragon so
1: much yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's such a good dragon this is this this metaphor has gone all the way around from being tortured to being fantastic um
3: and then and then, and then the dragon gets four dragon eggs and you're like well we've never had one dick yes
2: exactly. and you guys complain that you didn't do a good enough job raising your eggs <laughs>
3: The funny
1: thing about the... And
2: then, all your, and then all the bus stops in the city have ads of the dragon eating
1: glazed chips. Okay, you know what is... <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know what is really funny about the Edmonton Oilers versus the Vancouver Canucks? For how sad sack the Edmonton Oilers fans act, the Oilers have 10 more Stanley Cups or lottery wins than the Vancouver Canucks do. Yeah.
2: And they've been in the league Oy. for
1: 10 less years. That's
2: insane. They deserve yeah. nothing.
1: Absolutely nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, they so, got yeah. their
2: fancy. They got their fancy pants old arena.
1: Uh, Vegas, Vegas, in, uh Vegas, and we'll say six. I just don't think the Oilers are. That I got Vegas and seven outside of outside yeah, sure.
2: of their One two of the, really also, good players. Vegas, I, yeah. I'm on the other side of it. Like I had Vegas and seven, but I, yeah. I worry that the Oilers are that good. That's my. Like, I feel like I've been in denial this whole time. The here's, Oilers are. Here's trash, what's up. And here's I'm what's worried up. that I'm wrong.
1: Uh the Vegas has the depth. Uh the Oilers have the the star power, but what could be the difference is that only one of these teams will be completely fucked if their goalie gets chased, uh, and that's the Oilers.
2: Um, if, I believe Laurent Bressois is the one thing holding this together.
1: But like, if if Brassois gets chased. They can go back to the uh, reigning best goalie in the AHL in Logan Thompson, I think, unless he's hurt. But regardless, they have a third guy who's fine too. Um, The Oilers have have garbage goaltending if Skinner's not in net. So
2: yeah, um, I do and I do support. I really do support uh, the whole like just having a bunch of random goalies so you can pay your other players because goalies are voodoo. Yes, and so I I hope. I hope it's endorsed that uh, just getting Laurent Pessois and then a great AHL goalie in there is all you need. So you can so spend right. your money elsewhere. Yeah. And the Knights
1: as well too uh, are also serving uh, the the similar vibes of, of like the 2018 caps, like the, the whole, like they were surprisingly good five years ago and then haven't been like, haven't ha- been as successful in the years that have passed. So people assume they aren't good anymore, but it's like, there's nothing that really suggests that like they won their division and their underlying numbers. They've earned good, it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: they've earned the right to be here and to be uh, a threat. Yeah. All right. So then, they're also, one... they're also more rested than Edmund. Well, maybe by yeah. one game, actually. But, but yeah, we can go to Seattle now. The one that I uh, actually care about. Yeah. Cause I am reminded of, of me saying the whole like goalies thing, like get cheap goalies rely, like just get a bunch of cheap, <laughs> decent goalies. Yeah. Uh, and Seattle has done that with wingers. Uh, As you were
1: explaining on Twitter, Seattle uh, hilariously uh, is proof that you can actually uh, get three shitty goalies and pay them way too much money and still be good. (laughs) 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 just really uh, disrespecting the goalie guild as much as possible. But yeah, um, Seattle is really interesting because like I talked about the winger thing uh, uh, a little bit on Twitter and also earlier on the show. But the thing that I just find interesting is like. I simultaneously, I'm like fuck wingers. Why do you care about wingers when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks? But I, I also like, you know, I kind of have a uh, this. Everyone i have, like, so
3: obsessed with centers and defensemen that you probably should be looking at wingers for value. Points. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. That's sorry what makes to interrupt it, you, but I think I knew what you were getting. No,
1: at. you were exactly right because, like, I have, I have like a a weird like inverse. Relationship with wingers, where like I've made the case before, where I've said like, af- unless it's like, um, you know, uh, Taylor Hall or somebody like that, like don't draft, uh, don't draft wingers. Like, what are you doing drafting a winger in the third round? Literally, like you're drafting a guy that every team has had a pass at twice, and you're picking him for the one position where you can just, where you can literally pick a guy up off waivers and he can be in your top six. Like, yeah, it seems, it, it seems yeah, yeah. It
3: seems like- but I mean, there's also the nuance that in junior, like if you're good, you're probably going to play center.
1: Yeah, totally. So like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're picking a guy and it's like, well, maybe he'll be like a middle six winger. Don't just don't pick a right-handed defenseman <laughs> instead. And don't even think about it for a second. But once you actually get to the NHL, um, Wingers are kind of funny because it's like nobody's really looking at them, and so people are just like wingers. We don't need the scoring wingers. That's devalued. We don't want to spend money on that. We need to spend money on the scarce positions on centers and right-handed defensemen and to a le- and left-handed defensemen to a just slightly lesser extent. Um, but the problem with that is that if every team is doing that, then people can very quickly kind of forget uh, that like. Uh, a goal scored by a winger and a center is worth the same, (laughs) right? Like, it it doesn't actually matter if your best player is a center or a defenseman or a winger. Uh, What matters is that you have more good players than the other team. And so, like, basically what the Kraken have done is they have, like, probably, like, six or seven wingers that can all contribute like fifteen plus goals, forty-five plus points. <clears throat> and when one of them's not working, or like one of them's just like they hit a cold streak or like their chemistry's not good with one guy or whatever, they can just move them up and down and it doesn't matter, which is way smarter than paying like two guys Uh, like they're superstars and then if one of them gets hurt or one of them like has a down year you're fucked um
2: and so earlier they have a bunch of Alex burrows in 2009
1: pretty much yeah
2: instead of having one they have like nine of them it's funny because people
1: people said like oh they didn't follow the vegas model they didn't get uh they didn't like get all the the trades for from the from the for expansion uh Like they didn't do the the, all The the bar was
2: can this team make the Stanley Cup final in their first year? Yeah, which is insane. (laughs) But people said,
1: but people were like, oh, you know, Vegas, like, they got all those expansion trades, and then, you know, blaming Seattle for the rest of the league colluding against them and refusing to do any trades with them. But if you actually look at who's on their team now, they've absolutely taken the Vegas model. It's the exact same thing. It's all these guys that were like. Well, obviously that guy's good, but for some reason he's just not like working out with this team or not getting the ice time or whatever. And it's like all their best players now, you know, people really like weren't very smart. I think when they were talking about the expansion draft, because like, OK, look, yeah, they didn't make a lot of good picks. They they, they made some really stupid picks for sure. But like one thing, one take that aged like a banana on a kitchen counter is why didn't they take Tarasenko? Why did they take Vince Dunn? And it's like, because that player type is way more valuable, and Tarasenko makes a shit ton of money. So they went into the expansion draft, and were just like, we are not taking any bad money. Instead, we'll sign our own players to bad contracts, which deserves to be criticized, don't get me wrong. But like, if you look at their situation, their cap situation, they basically just have a bunch of guys who like don't make in quite enough money to be a huge problem, and a bunch of other guys.
2: Yeah, they, they're who, still nimble. They're they're structurally yeah. nimble at yeah. being able to build their. And team. then
1: they have these guys like Sprong, um, fucking uh, Ely Tolvin and <laughs> hilariously um, uh, Donato Ryan Donato, who all have scored like double digit goals for them. Um, like half a point a game or above for them. And they're all making like under $2 million, like under $1.8 million, I think. Um, And so I don't know. I, I think, I think Seattle's got, uh, I think they've got the sauce. Like I think they, they're way better than people give them credit for. I think their team building has been better than the, than people give them credit for. And uh, the, the
3: fucking I the think stars people are the also gold, writing them off know? for a very dumb reason, that they're weren't as successful as Vegas in that first year. And I don't think, yeah as successful as Vegas should be taken literally, I think they didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. in the first year. Obviously, I don't think anyone's expecting them to win their division and make the final.
1: Yes. But they didn't even make the playoffs. They weren't good. No, but they, because yeah. they didn't
3: even make the playoffs, people wrote them off.
1: And the yeah. other thing, too, is that they they literally just didn't make the playoffs because their goaltending was historically bad. And then their, his, their goaltending rebounded to just regular bad, and they won a playoff round. And the other thing too is the stats nerds don't like Seattle. It's funny because it's like the nerds should like Seattle because of their cap management and because of their like uh, exploitation of market inefficiencies, but they and don't like them.
2: Seattle's a nerd city.
1: Yes, absolutely, and because Numita works yep. for them. Um, but uh, the <laughs> the like the thing about the stats and about like stats guys is they'll always fade a team like Seattle because it's really, really hard to account for and believe in natural shooting talent. And so you look at a team like uh, Seattle that has all these guys that are, like, shooting anywhere from, like, two to five percentage points higher than normal, and it's like, ah, that's probably just luck. But the thing is, is that, like, you, you... at some point, if somebody uh, flips a coin and it comes up heads 10 times in a row, you have to start asking if like, maybe it's a weighted coin, you know, (laughs) or maybe it just has heads written on both sides. Like maybe it's not actually just pure luck. Maybe there's something to it. And they keep finding the same type of guy over and over again. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I believe, I believe in the Kraken. I always did. And um, I think they're going to win this series, uh, especially because they, they won the first game. If, Joe Pavelski, thir- fucking thirty-eight-year-old Joe Pavelski, can score a dick trick and your team loses. You're fucked. That's Wait, what I shut I the mean. fuck up, Dustin. It's not hours. a dick <laughs> feel.
2: It's not a dick trick. Mm-hmm. If you don't pull your dick out. Well, I guess. Yeah. It's when that—that's when you should. I—I—I I, I saw too many tweets saying he did a dick trick, but I saw no dick. Yeah, that's fair. That is true.
3: All right. I think that's all we had to cover, right?
1: Yeah, that pretty much covers it, I think. Um yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you for, for sticking through that. Uh that's um I don't think we're gonna do the reading series, I think. No, we'll we'll do that. We'll that. do
1: that next time because there'll be less to talk about, I think. Because <clears throat> ideally. The, the law of the playoffs is that as they go along, you have less and less to talk about because ideally. Yeah, there's less teams. Um I feel like I had
2: one, yeah, I'm, Other thing I wanted I, to say about the Kraken, but it's not. Coming I don't. To me, so, yeah, I, I'm probably gonna pick Dallas so that I can be right, but I'm cheering for Seattle. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, like oh, yeah, I, for, I don't, uh, I don't Seattle know enough of how they're actually gonna be able to go up. Yeah, if I, see, I haven't, I haven't written down what my prediction is yet. So I might change it, but no, I'll, I'll say it. Well, Jackson, what's yours again?
1: Mine, Uh I'll say I'll say they, they already got the one game, so I'll say Kraken and six.
2: You'll say in six. Yeah. Uh okay I'll say Dallas and and I'll say Dallas in six. Yeah. Yeah. Fair write enough. these down. Write these down so we can talk about it next time.
1: Oh yeah. Uh I, I wrote I, mine. Yeah. I wrote mine down. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll remember mine. Uh, okay or I'll at least I'll, I'll be listen to the close. show and find
2: mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> <laughs> okay, mean, so so yeah, uh, is it okay if I can kind of guide us out? Have a Please, little... yes, absolutely, sure. I I've been really annoyed. Like we're, we talked, we've talked a lot about broadcasts, uh, sure. and we just put out a Heritage Minute episode uh, that we know you'll enjoy. It's a clo- It's another John Garrett episode talking about time in the Altar game and a few other stories. And I also went on a little bit of rant because now I I am actually watching other broadcasts for the first time because I would only watch the Connect broadcast during the year. And so many of them are dog shit, but not only the play-by-play game broadcast, but also the the panels, uh, the intermission panels and, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. the NHL and TNT one is horrible. Yeah. Uh, P.K. Subban is also, like, acting look like an, looking like an idiot, which I didn't expect. Um, I thought maybe he just yeah. kind of wasn't in the right spot, but like... He's been trying to get this kind of broadcasting gig for like he's been angling for it for like five or six years. Yep. I was excited to see what would happen. And it's 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 a pretty big letdown, uh, especially compared to the exa, who was never trying, has yes. come on and been yep. incredible. And I don't I'm not trying to give Sportsnet credit for being for being great. It is much better than the NHL and TNT one, which is mm-hmm which is like unlistenable or like unwatchable. Uh, not even not even about the spit and tricklitz guys. It's like you can see them trying to build camaraderie and trying to like do bits on the show, but it's really forced. Um, yes. Yeah. Now the Sportsnet one is also boring. I do mm-hmm. not like Dallas Aikens for reasons I actually legally cannot discuss. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, BX, BXI I love, but it's like the one guy who's on there. I noticed CBC also was barely having Carolyn Cameron or uh, Sorry. I forgot I forgot the other woman's name who's uh, Jen Baderow, Jen Baderow, Jennifer Baderow, who's very good uh, by the way. She's she's really good. I really like her analysis. They had didn't have her on much in the first round, yeah, which I was annoyed by. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put out a tweet last night because I saw every, every, lots of people being like, "Oh, the uh, exa fell off a chair." Look at this really funny moment on the Roger Sportsnet feed. Uh, And I'm just like, man, other sports' broadcast feeds and and presentations are so much better. Uh, Just look at NBA on TNT, which is the gold standard. And if you can just follow the Instagram account or whatever of NBA on TNT, random little jokes between Charles Barkley and Shaq are are better or funnier than anything you will ever see on a hockey broadcast. And uh, such a huge
1: part of that too is just that, like, they literally have Barkley and Shaq who are not only, like, two of the best players in the game's history, but also, like, two of the biggest personalities in a game that, like, trains people to be big personalities from the time that they enter the league.
2: Yeah. And... And... I try to it, just shut out like some shitty tweet and say like uh, mm-hmm. oh on any given day like make up something funny that NBA and TNT would do on any random given day that is much funnier than yes. this uh, this hilarious moment on Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. Um and then I found this clip. Yeah, I exactly. barely I barely had to scroll. Yeah. And yeah. I would request Justin, please. Shove in the audio here. Hi, sir, Charles. If you drop
1: soap on the floor, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean?
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> soap is always clean. What if you drop a bar of soap into a sandbox? See, now you're just making up stuff. You know I travel with my own soap. You knew that, didn't you? No. I travel with a big bar of soap. I, I love soap. Why? Are you afraid it's not going to be in the hotel? They started, Is there they, a, a reason, Yes, they started, dermatologically, that you need a, no, sp- a be, specific soap? Because these hotels started being cheap. Those bars ain't big enough. Because I almost had a couple accidents with the soap in hotels. Uh, in what way? Well, when I was washing a part of my body, I almost had a little incident. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> I almost had a little incident with those little bars of soap. Almost lose it. I almost lost it. And I was like, whoa, that was too close for comfort. So now I travel with my own big bars of soap. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> that happened on the steam room today. we gonna get kicked out there. <laughs> no. I'm kind of. Gay. Hold on, Chuck. What happened with this? Song? No, don't go there. Cause I, I got so many jokes, and I'm, I don't want to get. What Chuck, what happened? I almost lost the bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> they keep making them hotel bar soaps so, so, so tiny oh, oh man. Jack, I, I'm wear a truck. <laughs> he lost <it. laughs> Hey, Chuck. I don't know where he lost it. I don't oh, know. I don't know where he lost it, but I'm still oh. kind of worried that. He prefers bigger balls. <laughs> so now that makes me worry too. So I don't, no, can't lose. I bro. just say, it, man, I don't, know. I don't know how to take it either way. Next segment. Oh, I don't know how to take it either way. Oh, you, you know, know what you got to Oh, okay. Oh, all, all you got to All awesome. you got to say,
2: Shaq, is oh. it's that time. Thank you. Yeah, That's it's all. hilarious. I just, I just want everybody to know. Yeah, it is miserable being a hockey fan. If you can start over, it gets yeah, better. I I recommend basketball. Yeah, I just do. Daytime. I can't fully switch over, but just know that the grass is greener. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please Can check I, us out. Yeah, I, I just
1: remembered what was the thing that I wanted to say about the Kraken uh, Star series. It's just a very quick okay. thing. Uh, the Kraken, their number one center, is the most, literally, the most powerful type of hockey player you could possibly be, which is a five nine Quebecer named Gore. <laughs> Um, yeah. That is, he is... The
2: first center right now. Jeez. Basically,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, he's their he's yeah. their guy with the most face offs. anyways, so he he, right. he takes the most face offs. Uh, that is the most powerful you can be. And also, as far as the stars are concerned, I refuse to believe that Rupe Hints is a good <laughs> hockey player. That is not a hockey player. That is what I need when I need more money in Legend of Zelda. That is what I look for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, fuck the Dallas Stars and, and go Kraken And the Knights just won against the Oilers. So things are looking good for us, I would say.
2: Awesome. I hope uh, I'll talk about the Aqualini stuff next episode with Dallas. Whatever. We'll yes. do one. We'll do one okay. soon. All right. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I also Check look out forward our...
3: to a yes. ex- double expansion, like 31 versus 32 series. That'll be fun
1: yes absolutely
2: all That'd right awesome yeah and she'll love it
3: night, everybody. guys everybody check
2: us out on patreon at patreon.com slash box of fever for our monthly heritage minutes yes. uh they're fun uh you pay for them you'll enjoy them Good the night.
1: cheech one was a lot of fun to do and of course
3: you'll love it because it's cheech Thanks for nice listening, you, you've been listening to uh the dicks burgers meat sweats <laughs> <laughs> there we go right. awesome Nailed awesome Hey, Game Producer, J-Mo here, and Jackson,
1: if you were going to steal my rupee hints joke, then I am going to steal this quick second before we end to plug the fact that Jackson McDonald was a guest on my relatively new movie podcast, ADHD DVD, with my friend Haley Lear last week, where this wicked man made us watch the 2009 made-for-TV biopic, Gifted Hands, The Ben Carson Story, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. as Dr. Ben Carson in a film made years before he ever entered politics. So if that sounds like fun to you, look for ADHD DVD wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.